Welcome to the I Get Better podcast with your hosts, Charlene Renee and Phaedra Smith, where we discuss topics related to life, love, mental, physical, and spiritual health, and how we can all get better together. Welcome to the I Get Better podcast. This is your host, Phaedra Smith, and I'm Charlene Renee. Today's topic is I get better when I let go of fear. All right, so we'll get right into it. So our first thing that we do always is to tell you guys a definition. So the word fear, according to Webster, is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or threat. Okay, so that can encompass a many number of things, right? And the reason why this topic is important to us is because I know that for me, a lot of my clients have difficulty changing and moving past situations because of fear. And so it's important for us to talk about how to let go of fear and how to get what's on the other side of fear and what are the benefits to doing that. So we want to touch a little bit about what are some common things that cause fear or what people are afraid of and what are some ways that we can get better at overcoming our fears because it's important for us to do that. So let's start off with talking about what are some of the things that people commonly have a fear of. Well, I wanted to say before we did that, I wanted to uh, talk about how, how fear is created. Okay. So there. Thanks. So, (laughs) so some of the ways that fear is created are culturally through society, you know, the coronavirus, for example, (laughs) So um, everybody kind of just jumping on the bandwagon and it's just kind of like, I mean, fear is contagious. So another thing is um, religion. I think fear is created. uh, It was a long time ago. A lot of religious leaders use fear in order to um, to 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 create conformity. Those are some of the ways that I I put down that fear has been created. Um, And then going into the types of fear. What are some of the types of fear that you've noticed? in therapy sessions? A lot of the time, people are afraid of the unknown. So when you talk about wanting to have control over your life and wanting to know what hap- what's going to happen and what's ha- going to come next, fear comes in when you don't know what's going to happen. And so typically what happens is people will often think the worst is going to happen automatically instead of the best thing is going to happen. And so fear will keep them stuck in the place that they are because at least even if they're in a situation that they don't like, it's the known. They know it's like the devil, you know, right? And so you're comfortable because you know what you're dealing with now. You don't know what you're going to deal with in the future. And so just being afraid of what might happen Mm -hmm. and typically being skewed towards the negative thing happening keeps a lot of people stuck in fear. And people often are feeling fearing failure. And so they think if I try this thing, it's not going to work because maybe in the past it didn't work. Or if I try to go for this job, it's not going to work. So I'm not going to apply because I applied for 20 other jobs and I didn't get it. And so I think that now I'm being rejected or people aren't going to like me because maybe in the past somebody didn't like me. And so they fear failure. So that keeps them from even 
taking the chance to try something new because they don't know what's going to happen. And again, they're assuming that the worst thing is going to happen and it's not going to work. So fear of failure, fear of rejection. That's a big one. Not being accepted Mm -hmm. by their family, their friends, society. That keeps a lot of people stuck in the, the situation that they're in and it discourages them from change because they really are afraid that people aren't going to accept them. And right. you know, we did a whole episode on acceptance. acceptance. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's typically what I see. So even when you're telling somebody to do this new thing, they're afraid of what may not work. So right. they're kind of just getting in their own way before they even get started. And so it prevents them from really getting the change that they want to see. Right. So yeah, we, I, I have a lot of people that feel stuck and they really can't define why they're stuck. But fear is a huge cause of that. And so you imagine feeling like you're stuck in this relationship, stuck in this job, stuck stuck in this situation with a coworker or a friend or a boss. And so what comes from that, some symptoms that come from that is depression, increased anxiety. Mm-hmm. So you have all these like negative feelings that come up from not being able to do these things that are really preventing you from living your best life. Yeah. And when you talk about where fear starts, so fear is a natural emotion that we're actually born with. So you fear can be a good thing. That's where the fight or flight concept comes from. Mm -hmm. So your natural biological instinct is to protect yourself. Right. And so when you're placed in fear, your body is going to react and the parasympathetic nervous system is going to go into action. Right. And that's designed to protect you. So in real danger, like you are in the jungle and you come upon a lion and the lion looks hungry. Right. (laughs) It's okay to be fearful because that's a natural response to perceived threat or danger. So that's righteous fear. You want to have some fear because if not, we wouldn't survive. Right. So if you're, there's certain places you may not go because they are really dangerous, Mm -hmm. you know? So fear is a good thing. But what happens is when you let irrational fears take over your mind it keeps you stuck and it keeps you bound up and you're not able to feel the things you really want to do in life because now you're just afraid and so we want to work to let go of some of these irrational the key word is irrational fears Mm -hmm. so that you can be free to move forward and do the things you need to do but there are barriers that we put in our own way a lot of the time that keep us from getting over these fears sometimes you get it from your parents Yeah. Some parents are so overprotective of their children that they don't even allow them to venture out into the world and overcome some of these fears. So they can't even some kids aren't even allowed to go outside Mm -hmm. and play because their parents are telling them that something bad is going to happen to them. So now when they get out into the real world, they're sheltered. And so it keeps them from being able to go beyond these four walls and these boundaries because their parents have put these boundaries in place. And so you really have to work to overcome long held fears that people have had since childhood. Well, one of the things that comes up, have come up in therapy sessions have been this fear of criticism and rejection when it comes to just even like speaking your mind and stuff. So I know for me, one of the things that I I used to struggle with was talking up and saying things. Mm -hmm. And so when you're younger, let's for, for example, say throughout your lifetime, when you're younger, 
you say things maybe without thinking, but you say them and you're living this authentic life. I think kids really live authentically. You know, Mm -hmm. they say what's on their mind, but when you're constantly, you're kind of put in that box and somebody says, be quiet. Or why'd you do that? Why'd you say that? So now, now this person is creating you this distrust in yourself. So now I can't trust my thoughts. I can't trust my, my intuition, which is one of the things I teach children, like to trust your gut. Mm -hmm. You know, like we are, we are equipped already with knowing what is dangerous. So what happens is you get in your head and you're like, well, is this really dangerous or not? You know, somebody told me this story about humans are like one of the only, you know, animals that don't follow their instincts really. So you see a crazy person getting on the elevator and you want to, you get on the elevator because you don't want to hurt the person's feelings, you know, (laughs) but everything inside of you is telling you not to get on the elevator. Mm -hmm. And so one of those things that we work to create is this sense of, I can trust myself even if I don't know why. Right. Yeah. So I can say this thing to this person without fear of, of being criticized. And I can, and I can do this thing for to protect myself because that's my God given. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, that's a good point. You have to have trust in yourself before you can even start the first step to overcoming your fears. And you're right. A lot of the times you're told you're wrong or no, you shouldn't do that. And you may not even know why. And so as you grow up, you develop this distrust of your own natural instincts mm-hmm. to, ju- to just be yourself. But there's also a, a physical component that comes in place when you talk about living in fear. So fear is a component of anxiety, mm-hmm. right? So worry and fear go hand in hand when you're talking about anxiety. But some people are afraid of just naturally occurring things for example so you know a lot of people have fear of spiders a lot of people have fear of snakes a lot of people have fear of heights and these are things that people will sometimes say is a justifiable fear Mm -hmm. right you should be afraid of heights because what if you fall right or you should be afraid of snakes because what if they bite you or spider what if they bite you and so these are things that a lot of the time are excused And it's okay, but it's different when it becomes consuming. Right. And so you have people who have phobias where they won't even leave the house because they're germaphobes or they think that they're going to get sick or somebody's going to do something to them to hurt them. And some of that may be based on some past trauma or some incident that occurred in their past. But you have to work to overcome these things that keep you bound again in this box. And so another thing that fear does to you is it actually impacts your physical health because it releases the stress hormone. So again, this is a natural biological thing that occurs when there's a justified fear, but your brain and your mind doesn't always know the difference between a justified fear and an irrational one, but the same response will be triggered. So if you're always afraid and you're always in fear, you're just flooding your system with this stress and that's impacting your cardiovascular system, your breath, your breathing system, everything that you need to really survive um, in this world is being impacted by holding on to this fear. Your brain functioning can be impacted. Your memory can be impacted. Your cognitive abilities can be impacted by fear. And so we want to really discuss this because what is it that you're not able to do when you're living in fear? What are some things that you're not able to accomplish in life because you're afraid? I think that's a good question. So one of the things we talked about was this fear of of poverty Mm -hmm. and how actually what it does is it it does the opposite. 
it really keeps you in this container, right? Mm-hmm. And it keeps you bound. So I think you said it, um, the peer, the people that are most afraid of being in poverty are the people that are, are in poverty. Yeah. So it becomes a self-fulfilling pro- right. prophecy. Right. So one of the things, when you talk about poverty, so of course, no one wants to live in poverty. No one wants to be in a state of lack. But what that will do a lot of the time is it will keep you stuck in a job for example, that may not pay a lot of money, but because there's safety in it, because you know, every two weeks I'm going to get this paycheck, you will, you won't start a business. You won't follow your dream. Maybe you had a childhood dream of being some profession and you think, well, it's too late because I'm too old or I didn't do it when I should have got the opportunity to. And so now you're already setting yourself to repeat this cycle of poverty because you're afraid to come out of the box. Right. and do something new. Right. Uh, another fear when you're talking about criticism, that's a big, big thing because if you withhold what you really want to do based on what you think somebody's going to say or what they're going to judge you about, that will really keep you from expressing yourself, your creativity and who you really are. So everybody has these gifts that they have inside of them. But if you're afraid of what the next person is going to say, it will keep you from doing the thing that you've been created to do. And now that may keep you in poverty because the thing you were created to do or the gift that you have may be your your key to success. Right. And success is not just measured by wealth, but that's another topic. But it will keep you in a state of mediocrity. Right. I should say. And not being able to fulfill your potential and get to where you really want to be in life. So it's important to address these fears so that you can get into the successful life and reach the goals that you wanna you wanna reach for yourself. Can I I wanted to I wanted to talk about one of the things that one of the babies that fear does birth is this idea of hopelessness. And really it's like it, it can lead to this feeling of being powerless. So one of the things that I always tell y'all about this book, The Gifts of Imperfection, it's my favorite. Almost all my friends yeah, are reading it. About this so book. I'm just going to tell you again <laughs> by Brene Brown. But one of the things that like I read recently was just talking about, she said hopelessness is, is dangerous because it leads to feelings of powerlessness. So like the word hope, we often think of power as negative, but it's not. She said the definition, the best definition of power comes from Martin Luther King, Junior, and he described power as this ability to affect change. And if we question our need for power, think about this. How do you feel when you believe that you are powerless to change some to change something in your life? Powerlessness is dangerous. So, I mean, I feel like fear really kind of like is this catalyst of this huge perfect storm for all these negative things that can come, you know, come from fear. It's like a domino effect. It's a domino effect. So you're losing, you're giving up your power, you're giving up your trust, you're giving up your creativity, you're giving up your hopes and your dreams just because you're giving up your money. you've accepted the concept of fear and you've normalized it. Right. So when you think something is normal, you won't work to change it. Right. If you think it's okay to live in fear, then you're never going to get past fear because you think this is how it's supposed to be. Well, a lot of people say, you know, they live in fear, but they they think fear keeps them safe. Right. So, you know, they know it's not okay, but then, but it is okay. You know, so you have this, like, these, like, competing definitions of, of, of fear and what it's doing for me versus what it's not doing for me. And so which one is outweighing the other? The benefits, do the benefits outweigh the cost? Right. 
And that's what we have to answer for ourselves. So as we as we move into talking about how to overcome fear, we have to talk about what are the benefits to doing that. Because if there's no benefit to something, people aren't going to do it. That's just right. flat out. Or if they perceive that there's no benefit to right. it. So if you think that the benefit to holding on to this fear is I will be safe from rejection. Death. I will be safe from death, right? Because of fear of flying, right? People right. think they're going to crash and die sometimes. Right. So they won't. Uh, I will be safe from criticism. I will be safe from judgment. From so loss. I'll be safe from I, a lot of people don't want to feel these emotions, right? You don't want to feel criticized. You don't want to feel rejected. You don't want to feel like people are judging you. And you don't want to feel, feel like you're a failure if something doesn't work out. So all these negative emotions you're trying to protect yourself from by saying that fear is justifiable to keep you from that, really keep you from all the benefits of overcoming your fear. So let's just talk about how personally something that we've done Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to overcome our fears has gotten us to the level of success where we are now. So as you know, we started our own business, right? right? Which is a scary thing to do because you're stepping out on faith right. <laughs> to chase a dream, to chase a goal, not knowing if it's going to work out because a lot of people start a business and it fails right. or it doesn't work out or it takes longer than they anticipated or there are challenges and hurdles that they didn't account for. And so they'll give up. But if you, even this overcoming a fear, a lot of people have a fear of public speaking. And I had a fear of public speaking, but I ended up being in a job where that was a requirement. I had to go out and give presentations and talk to people in the community. And I had to do it so much that I just got used to it. So now anytime somebody's like, here's a mic, I'm ready to get on the mic and talk because I got so much experience in it and I had to overcome that fear. I wouldn't even be able to do this, (laughs) this podcast, if I hadn't started with overcoming that fear of, man, somebody's going to judge me. Or I don't like how I sound. <laughs> like, or people are going to think I don't know what I'm talking about or whatever the case. You'll make excuses. And so being able to overcome your fears gets you to what's on the other side. So now this has opened up so many opportunities and doors for us um, just by facing that fear of failure, potential mm-hmm. failure, and looking at what am I going to gain? Well, what if it does work out? What if we have a successful business, like, which we do, like, what if people start calling us for counseling, which they do. And so now that we know that going against the grain, even if something seems scary, is going to lead you to a level of success. Now we can look at it. Well, the benefits do outweigh the cost or the risk. And so also understanding that just because you were afraid of something doesn't mean you have to continue to be afraid of something. Right. And so people will feel like, well, since I'm afraid of this, they'll just, they'll just put it on them. Like mm-hmm. I'm afraid of this. And they won't even think about the fact that maybe they don't have to be right. Maybe you don't have to, maybe you used to be afraid of this. Like you were afraid of flying. Yes, right. I was. Praise <laughs> Lord. And how many trips did we try to go on? Like well, girls trips and you didn't want to go. And then when you went, what happened? We had fun. We did. <laughs> so you would have missed out on all we the fun field activities. Would you like, to tell, like me to tell them how I got over that fear? Yes. Please share a bit about how you got over <laughs> your fear of flying. Uh, therapy. Okay. <laughs> but for real. No, I'm serious. Like I had to see somebody because that, that, that was a thing for me. 
So I, um, I actually, I actually started therapy, but I went into it for flying. But what actually came up was that this flying thing really wasn't, that wasn't what the fear was all about. It was about this other stuff that was connected. It was about this feeling of I'm not safe and my, my, my desperate need to always feel safe and stable. And so that just created all these little like remnants around me. And so f- flying just became one of those ways. My brain said, this not safe. So it just created this because I, f- I flew before. So I was like, I don't know where this came from, mm-hmm. you know, but so one of the things we want to go into the ways we get over fear. Yeah. So one of the ways that I will say what I had to start doing was challenging my thoughts I had to really start challenging my, my beliefs. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can have all of these beliefs and you're, cause my big thing and all my clients know, I always tell them about the cognitive triangle. Mm-hmm. So you have a triangle and at the top of it, you have my thoughts. And then you have at the other corner, you have your feelings and the, or your emotions. And then at the other corner, you have your behaviors. Mm-hmm. And so if I want to change my feelings and my behaviors, I really have got to start changing my thoughts. So what are these things you telling yourself and you're saying that's true that really is irrational? So, yeah. So you have to put your thoughts on trial. Right. And so the way to do that, and this is how we do that. And I I also use the cognitive behavioral triangle a lot. So you say, what is my thought that I'm having about this? And then what is the evidence that you can come up with that this is true? Mm -hmm. And if you cannot find any evidence to maintain that thought, then you have to consider the fact that maybe it's not true Mm -hmm. because your thoughts will lie to you, (laughs) even if they're coming from you. So your brain will lie to you sometimes and tell you that something is rational when it's not. It's trying to protect you. Or you think it's trying to protect you. you. And so you may be having the irrational thought that this is perfectly normal for me to be afraid of this because it's going to protect me. But really all it's doing is holding you hostage right (laughs) keeping you stuck and so if you change your perspective and you change your thoughts and really challenge them then you're able to take the first step to getting over your fears the next thing you can do is to take baby steps and slowly immerse yourself in something especially if you have a goal so if i know i want to go visit another country and I have a fear of flying. It's going to be virtually impossible for me to get there unless I take a boat, mm-hmm. which you could well, that's, possibly take I mean, a boat. Still down the boat. <laughs> but <so. laughs> but if I want to get to the goal, then I have to start to challenge the thing. So what's a baby step that I could take to getting over this fear of flying? Um, just go to the airport. Maybe yeah. just go to the airport and don't book any flights. Yet. Yeah. But just yeah. put yourself in a position where you see yourself at least getting into the air. Yeah. So, yeah, right? I, I totally agree. Yeah. And then you also make the next step. Well, what's the next step besides going into the airport? Book a flight. Well, you might that's jumping flight. all the way. <laughs> yeah. You're jumping well, I mean, all the way. If, if you want to go baby, baby steps, mm-hmm. the first thing you might want to do is just go look at some, like you said, go to the airport, look at planes, mm-hmm. you know, and then um, educate yourself on how planes on work. How planes work. Yeah. And really, <laughs> and the facts about uh, yeah. death. What are the statistics? Know? Yeah. Like 99 point something percent of flights don't crash right right and so educating yourself so these are the things you can do to slowly immerse yourself and challenge yourself to overcome a fear and so that's one of the things you could do what's another thing you could do 
before we wrap up um, to to work at challenging your fears. For, when we was doing our business, I I talked I tried to decrease the amount of people I talked to because I don't need any help with with um anxiety or fear, right? That's so I had I had some people that was like, well, girl, you know, you should work at an agency because. Uh, you know that you you're gonna get paid for sure. You can't rely on these people to come and all mm. this stuff. And so, really making sure you you protect yourself, you protect your dreams and stuff. And so, so keep negativity, yeah, and haters, yeah, away from you. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big. That's a good point, right? Because some people's fears they will put on you, yeah. So they will put they're afraid to do something, so they'll tell you you shouldn't do it, right? And so that can keep you. Now you got uh contagion like you said right. contagious fear or your fear has rubbed off on me right and it's something that i wasn't initially afraid of but now you've you've planted this seed of doubt in my head right and so now i'm allowing the fear that you have to rub off on me and keep me from doing what i want to do right so protecting your your thoughts and your circle by keeping your circle really small right is one way to keep yourself from being in fear and, and to overcome your fear so that's a really good point i i did want to say that for the last thing before we wrap up is is i want to be realistic and letting you guys know that the things that you're going to do are going to create these emotions that feel very negative and so i talked about this in one of our podcasts like the butterfly effect and how you you're gonna feel butterflies in your stomach and so that does not always mean that you have to like not do the thing. So I will challenge you guys to embrace the butterflies, embrace the feelings that come along with, with getting over this fear because sooner or later you won't have those feelings anymore. Right. Because it, once you do it enough again and face start facing your feelings, you'll learn that you have the power right. to change things. Right. And so once you start facing those fears, getting negativity around away from you, challenging those thoughts of irrational beliefs that are maintaining or holding it in place, you'll start to get the practice at it to where it becomes sec- second nature and you'll just be more in a state of calm. Right. Things that you may typically be afraid of will no longer cause fear for you. Right. Because you see that I can face these fears and I can overcome them. So... I think that is a really good start. Yeah. If you cannot do these things for yourself, you do want to make sure you you get with a a professional mental health specialist so that they can help you take those steps and give you some tools to, and some interventions to be able to overcome your fears. Right. And we're going to continue to get better. There's a lot of things that we want to do that are new. Yeah. And everything new doesn't have to be scary. That's a big thing. A lot of people like what's comfortable for them. And what's comfortable for them is what they're used to. Right. And so that's a different form of fear. Right. So anyway, we have to wrap up for today. Well, that's our time for today, guys. Um, Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends and your family. Like, share, comment. All of the above. And let us know what topics you guys want to want to hear. Talk so, back. Yes. So until next time, let's keep getting better so we can do better in order to be better.